You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio with cast number 672, recorded August 25th, 2021. Tonight brought to you by DonBurnside.com, MotoringStripes.com, and BoHeckDetroitTune.com. One more time, ah. everybody. It's DB in Arizona, oh. brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio. We're talking about, you know what? Honestly, tonight I don't know what we're talking about, so this is going to be a good a show for you as it is for me. Um, but we got full crew. Todd's here. Todd, say hi. Hello, and can I say, listen to the end. This is going to be like a Marvel movie. There'll be there'll be some <laughs> outtakes at the very end of this. <laughs> the good Reverend is here as well. Mr. Chad Miller, Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com is here. Detroit, say hi. Hello. I I vote for hot air balloons and hugs all around. Yeah, that's good. Add a boy. A camel ride. And then camel ride. And then yeah. special treat. We got Gabe too. Gabe. Uh, pleasure as always. Yeah, we were able to tear Gabe away from his garage, full of like I don't know what do you how much money you got in cars now, Gabe? It's like half a million dollars. Eight dollars. Right? Eight dollars. Seventeen Porsches. You got that old BMW. <laughs> you got fourteen minis run. now. What's going on at your garage, uh, man? Where do you keep all these cars? Right <laughs> that's a good question. Cars. Well, uh, they're dispersed. Yeah, just in case of just in case of bombs are dispersed. You just have them parked all around Chicago, no matter where There's you are. You just like you just look at your watch, and it's like you kind of look one way, you look the other way, and you kind of duck, duck down like a dark alley, and then you emerge in some random vehicle. <laughs> and off you There's go. various. There's various uh, garages, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So it just. It just depends on where you are in town. It's just like, oh, I'm over on this side of town. Oh, I'm going to get in the JCW Countryman. I mean, of course, that's what you drive over here, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just guessing. That's, that's true. I will say I will say, three out of four of my cars run right now. So, wow. I, although, <laughs> admittedly, the fourth just needs to be jumped every time. But Is, it, is the fourth just because it doesn't drive? Or is it the old car that doesn't? That it's it's the old car. It's got, oh, a, it's got a lead. It's got a, it's got a power yeah, issue. That's fine. That's fine. It's an old car. I mean, his car's yeah, almost as old as I am. It's great. I love it. It's a good-looking car. Yeah, it's a good-looking car. So, Anyway, um, Gabe, we're going to talk about stuff. What are we going to talk about tonight? What is, oh, you know what I'm going to start with? I'm going to start yeah, with saying well. thanks to everybody who's provided feedback and caught me. Ch- uh, Todd, can you pipe in a little um, uh, Mr. Mom here for me? Yeah, are you going to make it all 220? Yeah, 220, 221, whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who missed a reference last week, <laughs> there it is. Um, anyway, for those of you who said, hey, this is it. If you're on Twitter, I said, DM us your address. You're going to have stickers. You didn't DM me. You're going to get stickers. Uh, and then Thunderceptor in Australia, the land down under, he's got stickers on his way. Uh, hopefully he gets those. Hopefully he gets them. I'm not. I'm weird with mailing stuff overseas. It's happened once so far successfully, so go me. Um, anyway, <laughs> thanks for all the feedback. And then also for those of you who said that you'd like a gin show. Yeah, watch for that to happen very soon. We're not going to do that tonight. What are we going to talk about tonight? We got a little bit of news, the motoring file. Uh, we could talk about. Uh, we could talk about whatever else you guys want to talk about. I, th- I think the thing that I so I just um, I just said goodbye to a brand new Cooper S convertible in zesty yellow. Oh, I saw that, that I car. Grew a thousand miles on in a week. So I am ready right. to discuss the F fifty seven. But that color, Gabe. I like it. Zesty. I like you it. Do? it I do. I it's, I. it's like it's good. It's good in small doses, though, Todd. Like you have it every day. You drive around Chicago in it. Like it's <laughs> it's a little. Yeah, it's very. It's very bright. Yes. It, it's it's uh it's a better. I'm gonna say this. It's a better yellow than interchange yellow was back in the mm-hmm. day. 
Mm. That was pretty horrible. Interesting. Ooh. What about that IKEA yellow? What was that? The mellow yellow? No, 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 no. This is like the R50 yellow. Liquid, liquid yellow. That, that was, that liquid, was liquid, that liquid, old school liquid yellow. Oh, that yeah. was like that was yellow. That was like that was yellow, like yellow, yellow. Left in the sun. Yeah, there was yeah, a so mellow like yellow. Yeah, there was a mellow yellow on the Countryman only, and it was a horrible pale, just oh, that was yeah. awful. That was bad. No offense, Minnie. It was an awful color, and that's why it doesn't yeah, exist yeah. anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and they're not yellow anymore right now. If you well, actually go look at those cars, they're not yellow. I, and Gabe, I want to know. Speaking of of color on the car, we're going to diverge a little bit here because I know BMWs has the BMW individual program, and and you know you can get you can actually get a color like just about anything you want on a BMW now, and they've they've dropped it down to like one and two series where you can do this. It used to be just on on higher end cars. But you can yeah. order a custom color, and it's going to cost you, uh, you know, three, four, five grand extra. More than that, okay. yeah. It, it's 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 uh, eight ish, okay, nine ish, um, and there's different variations of it. But you know, there's a catalog of I can't remember the exact number, but it's like you know, hundreds, of like sixty, eighty colors. Yeah, it's crazy, and um, and it's really really cool, and it's like a badge of. I mean, honestly, like it started in the Porsche community. It's called PTS in Porsche, right? Um, and in BMW speak, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's it's, it's this, called individual BMW individual. It's this ba- it's this badge of honor. Well, in BMW individual actually refers to like a number of different options. Well, it does. It's kind of um, like so mini. It's kind of like mini. Friend, yeah, mini yours, but right. And many yours was intended to sort of be like that, but it, with like, you know, about one twentieth the options. But point is, like, it's kind of tricky because, you know, setting up that kind of paint in a in a in a factory is difficult. Mini already has to deal with a lot of different variations because of the roof situation going on. Right. So and they have a price point that's much different. And then you ask you know, what person who's buying a even forty thousand dollar car is going to drop eight grand on a color right and sure there may be a few but like is it enough to actually go through the millions of dollars it's going to cost to make it happen in the factory so yeah you're better off having you're better off calling somebody like me and having them wrap the car for for like 2500 bucks no i mean i you know to give you some free press 100 percent. that's what i would do is is call todd so right i think that's the i think that's the thing i mean many is also like you know looking at this saying hey you know what we offer a lot of stripes (laughs) we offer a lot of (laughs) other stuff that like gives you the ability to sort of personalize your car it is really cool um you know especially with the BMW and Porsche stuff because you can go back and like choose some vintage colors that aren't offered anymore. And so you'll do a double take. You'll see like, you know, like, oh my God, was that like a E92 and fire orange? Like what? So... And I don't know if it's changed now, but I remember when DB and I toured the factory and Gabe, you've been to the factory too. They said they were limited to X number of colors. They had a maximum number that they could do and so that's why they kind of yeah, rotated that was like through. A, it was like a hardware limitation or yeah, something it was with, just, the, with it, the bank here. Yeah, it's like we can't do more than this number of mm. colors loaded into the system, basically. Because, you know, know, they did, you know, run the cars. And you see cars come down the line. There's a white one. There's a blue one. There's a green one. There's a red one. And it's, yeah. it's not like they, they paint 50 red ones like, like the GM plant does at the same time. Or 500 at the same time. They'll do these individually as they go. And so there is a limitation there, which I think is interesting. And you know, there, we, we there's just, some interesting limitations. Knowing yeah. knowing what I know about manufacturing, um, in not in many but in other automotive companies, it's actually kind of alarming. Like 
the stuff that limits certain things like is down to like the fact that the computer that does the thing is on DOS, you know, like, <laughs> right. it's like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yep. honestly crazy. The stuff yeah, that old, is going on in those factories. It's an old eight bit machine. So I mean, you get a choice of a did. or B that's it. Yes. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's, well, there's only 64 K of Ram in this thing. So there's only so much we can do. Right. So it's going to take you so, a year. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, let's just say that as high tech as these cars and these companies are, it's a massive organization, and I'm you know there's a lot of hurdles to deal with in in terms of manufacturing. Right. So Gabe, Gabe, what did you think of the 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 new convertible? Yeah, let's dive in. So uh, you know, let I'll actually start from the. Uh, you know what? I haven't written my review yet, so this is actually going to be really helpful for me. Um, I can even look at my notes. The very first thing, like getting in this car, the very first thing that I felt driving down the road is like. Holy shit. It is so great to be back in a small manual mini. Like, oh, it was manual? It's just such a just delightful experience. You, you know, know? I, I have to agree with you. And like in my car, the manual transmission is yeah. truly amazing. Yeah. Same same transmission you have. And I, I, yeah, yeah, I kept yeah. on thinking of your car, DB, because it's like you're you were going from a very different experience. And I love my JCW. Don't get me wrong. 306 horsepower, 330 mm. foot pound of torque, whatever. It's fast. Um, and it's efficient with this, the shifting, et cetera, but there's, there's, you're just missing life, you know, you're missing interaction and, uh, and, and yeah, so getting back into the wheel with a manual, uh, just awesome. Um, it was interesting though. Like I, it's, it's been, it's been a little while with COVID. I haven't driven as many press cars, um, or I shouldn't say I've, I've not been to as many events and had, haven't sampled as many different cars. Mm-hmm. A couple things. Number one. I like the new shifter and the, and the clutch just generally. I think it's the best one Mini's made. It's a little rubbery. I'm curious to hear your take on that. Clutch is good. You know the pickup point. Um, everything is a little long, but I've been driving my 1M and my 718 Spider, so like that's why. Right. Um, it's just the action's really good for 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 a small car. And I was thinking about it. like like for a small car, I can't think of anything better. And then I thought, shit, for a small car, I can't think of another manual. Right. 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 I think it's it. Um, I mean, it it's I'm called wrong. the the Chevy suburb Chevy Spark. You but get, they, or I don't know if you can still get that with a manual. You can still get a number of Hondas, and I believe the the Veloster you can get in a manual also. I looked this up a little while ago. We were going to talk about this a couple weeks yeah. ago. We'll do that again in another show. Yeah. Well, point is, I mean, it's 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 a really really great car. Um, I will say the F fifty seven, like the R fifty seven, and like the R fifty four before it. They all have call shake. It still has call shake. Um, so what was really funny to me is that there is now a lane departure warning where your steering wheel will vibrate. Oh, yeah, okay. Mm, it is at first hard to even tell the difference between that and just hitting a bump. Right. <laughs> because it's so subtle. Right. And so, it, yeah, I mean, it's 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 probably the most subtle one I've seen out there, which probably is also because a lot of people hate them. Yeah, uh, it's interesting they went that way because every lane departure I've ever seen or anything like that, it always vibrates a seat. Yeah, no, BMW I vibrates the steering wheel, and BMW will actually steer you back in. Now, Mini doesn't do this. So, but some of them. Yeah, some of, them some uh, of the higher-end yeah, okay. BMW ones will actually steer well, you back yeah, in. Yeah, to be honest lane. with you, Todd, like, that's the, the not even the high-end. A lot of them do. I turn that off. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Uh, <laughs> it's like you're wrestling the thing constantly. Yeah, absolutely. Our Volkswagen uh, yeah, just... 
just tells you right in the screen that you're 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 moving. It doesn't try to steer you. It doesn't vibrate. It doesn't do anything. It just shows you something on the dash. That's well, it. and when it when it becomes problematic is if there's a lot of construction in your area, which Gabe might know in Chicago there is, here in Kansas City there is. Okay. And so what oh, happens yeah. is is like there's construction and you're coming up in a you know you're driving in your lane. You're perfect. And there's cones out in front of you, and there's a truck or whatever, and so you have to cross the line to go around this. Well, the car's going apeshit at you because you're you're four wheels over the line, and it's shaking and vibrating and trying to steer you, and you have to basically take control of it in the BMW. This is the Mini. Yeah. So I'm thinking that there are situations where it's like, you know what? Well, I'm a pretty good driver. And, I think I'm going to turn this off. And, and Todd, you know, just convinced, Todd just convinced every R50, R53, R56 owner to never upgrade to <laughs> Uh, well, so, uh, so here's a newer mini. No, you just turn it off. It's yeah. it's, it's yeah. easy off. And, and and so a couple things. Number one, what Todd just described is the BMW experience, which actually takes right, which tries to steer you back, which you can turn off. In right. fact, I think they may have turned it off by default now. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. Um, there is another system, which by the way is excellent, which is which is a sort of autonomous system. It doesn't quite go as far as like the Super Cruise and Cadillac or a Tesla, but it'll steer the car actually around corners for you yeah um while keeping your your radar cruise on as well so you can i'm going to detroit you know uh, i don't have to do anything for about three hours like i just put my thumbs on the steering wheel right uh, so that's pretty impressive the mini doesn't have that but the mini will get that in the next generation um that's different ball game but the the buzzing like yeah you just turn it off you're done not a yeah, big deal yeah. although it didn't bother me i didn't have a problem with it because it was so subtle right that it was probably the first system i've ever felt where i was like i wasn't super annoyed by it but i did question its ability to communicate the problem because it's so subtle well it's one of the things that people complained about that that many needed and and still what many doesn't have that a lot of other cars have as standard is a blind spot warning when you start to yep. merge over in a lane. It'll car either beep at you or lights go off or something like that. And and that is something where Mini still lacks. I don't think it needs it. I mean, if you set your mirrors correctly, you don't need it. But that is the one. Well, that would mean yeah, you know but, how to drive. Yeah, though. that is the exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, Chad's right. I mean, they, I think the problem is like a lot of the, like you know, all the various companies that that sort of rate safety in cars now will ding many because they don't have that right and and yeah chad i agree it's like listen like sure it's nice but like if, if you've ever been taught how to check a blind spot you don't need it right right um but it I'm is check, listen, i'm checking blind also, spots as a passenger i know, know. <laughs> i don't trust but, people and, <laughs> chad yeah you know detroit like if you're especially in the you're you know like detroit highways chicago highways when it's there or any highway for that matter but like when it's nuts and it's a knife fight out there like it is actually kind of helpful to have it I don't know if you're actually watching the news lately, but you can actually get shot while you're driving on the freeways now here. So <laughs> that's a bonus. Nice. Welcome to There's Murder City, USA. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, one of the things I was I was wondering is like when you guys were talking about your whole lane assist and yeah, uh, you got to go four lanes and the car's starting to freak out. If you turned your turn signal on for that quick three blink, would it then deactivate that? Yes, it does. Great yeah, question. Yeah, that's good. So that it just kind of works in the front. Like, Great question. You see it going, <laughs> just hit it quick and it wouldn't vibrate you, you know, or unless you like vibrate. It'll turn you yeah. into so the most anal driver exactly. ever. <laughs> My favorite thing is the BMW system I described earlier. Um, the, uh, well, I don't know, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. It's like something, something plus. But, it it actually if you turn your search you know you do the like the just the gentle touch where it goes like it it clicks three times it yeah. actually will turn your car and move it in the other lane so it'll actually right. take control 
and put you in the other lane seamlessly. That is a killer feature because that is the point where like you only are ever like basically like have your thumb in the steering wheel and just like flick your turn signal every once in a while when you want to turn and pass people. Wow. I, I could see that being an advantage, but as long as you're checking your blind spots, <laughs> but I still well, won't like let you go. That's that, it won't even do it. It'll, it'll, it'll basically be like, like, Nope, got to wait for this car. And it'll well, show you on the screen. It'll show you a three dimensional rendering of all of the of cars a car crash you. that you will be in if you do this move. <laughs> well, and then and you see, yeah, go ahead. And then you have to realize too, as a lot of these mini owners, because I've I've dealt with this a lot this week, as of when you major flooding, all of these cars getting major water, all this. And, you know, I want to keep this car. The reason that these cars are getting total is because of so many things like this. That's so expensive. Every single sensor that was going to keep you out of an accident in that simple lane change is now full of water and it's going to eventually corrode and they don't want to pay for it. So they're just going to pay you out of the car and it moves on and it's gone. So, you know, that's why people have to realize how expensive these cars are in these type of aspects of all of these fancy features yeah, we're going to get dinged because we don't have a blind spot thing, but it also is bringing back the cost of the car that makes it better for insurance companies, but it makes it better for you. So there's this huge double-edged sword when you're talking about all this type of stuff. So, right. Yeah, that's you're, true. You're going to use the but, black and white picture of the convertible as one of the pictures on the motoring file post, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, the nice thing about that, cool. I say that because the you you took that in such a way in the tops down, so it really accentuates the shape of the car, and it takes the the color out of the equation. It's just like, oh, yeah, that was, well, that's why, <laughs> right? And it's just like, oh, that looks really cool. Right? I was tired of seeing that color in my feed. I'll just yeah. be honest. <laughs> um, that's exactly what I'm looking at, right? Just, just to just to get back really quickly to the car itself, um, you know, I, I I will say I don't know I've I've said this in in the re, the previous reviews I've done of the mini convertibles just in general, I mean it's a really pretty incredible car when you think about it. It's a it's a four seat convertible, and it has a trunk, and it's tiny, and it's it's totally livable. I mean it yeah the seats are not huge in the back, but I mean you can you can get by if you need to. And the trunk, not huge, but it's not bad. And you can fold the seats down in the back, too. So yeah, it's nice. surprisingly utilitarian in a lot of ways. It is. And it's one of the convertibles, though, that my my biggest complaint, and I think why we didn't consider a convertible as as one of the next cars, I mean, with the hard top, um, is because when you put the convertible top down, uh, you lose trunk space because it goes into the, the mini convertible still kind of... Uh, goes into that trunk space and cuts down the amount of uh, usable space how much, that's there. How much boost space you have? Yeah, yeah but you put the seat, you fold the seats well, down, and you've got. Stuff. No, endless. I get it, I get it. But you know, we that's why we decided to keep the roadster because we're like, I like the convertible yeah. aspect. You don't lose well, any space when you, you put don't the top lose down. Any space in the, in the trunk when you put the top down. Right. Hey, Gabe, does the top roadster. on this car? Top on this car does the whole sunroof, convertible sunroof, and then fold yeah, fold back does. to yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's a and that's a great feature. I mean, again, like it's 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 a really livable car. You can you can pop the top super easy. Um, you can do it with the it, key now. You can raise and lower the top with the key automatically. You, uh, I don't think you can. Yeah, close with the key. Uh, we did. I showed somebody how to do it. Now I don't know if it was a setting that they had set on their no. car, but I showed them how to do it. Yeah, mm. mine was not. I tried really. Uh, unless I, 
Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that I, was I had press, it was a, I mean, yeah, that, that's a press car, man. I'm surprised the clutch was still any good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually, it's actually a good point. I think I was the first person to get, to get it. Oh, okay. Um, I've been asking about it for a long time. Anyway. Well, uh, it's, I yeah, mean, it, it still looks like a convertible. At least there's that. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, I still think it's a good looking car. If you're a convertible liker, I mean, there's a zillion of these in Arizona. People love the crap out of the convertibles on the west, on the west side of the United States. Yeah, yeah, they should. That's well, the place to do it. Well, and tell yeah. us, Gabe, because for a while there, we thought that they were going to kill the convertible off, and that's not the case. Not the case. They are not only selling okay, which is tepid, um, but many is going all in on them. And and I think it's really interesting because they look at this and say, like, why would we kill it? It's the number one selling small convertible in the world, which, I mean, by the way, like, shocking. I didn't that know is that. shocking, yeah. And... Um, you know, they, you know, I think I think a lot of what Mini's doing right now is they're they're making bets on what the the, the consumers consumers are going to want in the next five to ten years. Right, and and they're you know hoping in a lot of ways. I mean, they're they're hoping that the small car and the small convertible are things that are going to appeal to people in the future, as they're just tired of crossovers and SUVs. Now, yeah. that said, I mean, many still, and and there's an article in Motorfile about this uh, this week, they're still, you know, the Countryman's still going to come, you know, they're going to have another Countryman, it's going to be bigger, and by the way, there's going to be another mini crossover, and it's going to be even bigger. So, right. you know, what they're trying to do is they're trying to hold their base, which they know is sort of the core product, and it's the thing that makes people love the brand, while selling these other products, which a lot of people, frankly, just feel like they need. Right, because that's what they feel like. I mean, you guys see it. You drive around, you go to the park. I I take the the Equinox out, and then all of a sudden, it's, it's parking at the grocery store. It's like a freaking club run, right? Holy, it's, cow. A, it's a club of Equinoxes, and dude, it's, it's all it's Equinoxes yeah. and all those the small compact SUVs, right? Even Clubmen and I mean, or Countrymen, all of them. Those little baby guys. It's just all there is a whole parking lot full of those. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it's true, and I mean, I I can't help but think at some point people are gonna start to look around and be like, I kind of want to try something yeah. a little bit different. And I remember when I used to have fun when and, I drove. And you know what would be nice about this convertible, which I'm experiencing now with the F56, um, as opposed to the R56, is you get a convertible like this, you get it on the west side of the United States over here where it gets hot, right? But this time you actually have a car with air conditioning that kicks ass, right? That would yeah. be a, it's a huge plus. Because the, yeah. the AC and the F cars is so much better than it was in any R car. It is really yeah, good. It is. True. It is really it's, good. I mean, it's. I mean, the AC and the AC in my mini is almost better than the AC and the Equinox. I never I mean, run well, mine. I never run mine on full. Uh, it's always on half or less, half or a quarter, because yeah. it is so effective. And yeah. it's hot here in Kansas City. I mean, it's going to be almost a hundred degrees this yeah, week. Yeah, you guys get all that stupid humidity too. Exactly. Yeah, it's around. Yep. Yep. But anyway, uh, so yeah, yeah maybe you're right. It's, it's, that's the difference of one thirty four and one two three four, though, too, as well. No, it's more than that, Chad. The the way the air moves in this car is better than yeah. it was in the R fifty six or the R fifty or the R fifty three. I think I the mean, volume just, of air is what you're saying, DB. The, it yeah, kicks out a volume, lot more air. Yeah. I can put Kelly is super sensitive to heat. She does not like the heat. I can put her in this car, turn it to high with everything set as cool as possible, and in thirty seconds she's just like, Oh no, I'm fine. Yeah. Yep. Right? And which is very rare. Nope. Only accomplished that in her car and in like a Jeep. <laughs> well, and that's coming from somebody, DB. You've had every generation of Mini. So. I, I've owned them all, yes. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah I remember anyway. going cross country in an R50 
R50 Cooper going through uh, Utah and, you know, doing like 80, 90 miles an hour. And it was yeah. 100 and whatever degrees out. Yeah. And just pr- hoping and praying we didn't break down because and it was a brand new car, of course. Oh, yeah. Those are the days when you never knew. Yeah, um, never knew. Because, you know, it was it was hot as hell. But then my second thought is like, well, I just hope to God we don't die from the heat as we're driving <laughs> through the desert. <laughs> Get eaten by the lizards I, in the desert. I used to drive my R50 across the desert all the time. I never had any problems, so. Well, that, that's good to hear about. I'm, I'm glad Gabe liked the convertible. Uh, I haven't spent a lot of time in the F series convertible, can, other than you know, to be to be that guy. I mean, it's the convertible. It's it's the it's the R it's the F fifty six with the drop top. I mean, it's yeah. the same car. You yeah. know, it just you lose some storage space. But if you want the car that drops the top, that's the one to get. And it really I is. Mean, it's a good R50, looking car. The R fifty seven owners loved them. The I mean, if you, if you've been a convertible owner, you've loved the convertible. My right? wife you does know. not. Yeah, my wife does not know, like the know. looks of the mini convert, the current mini convertible with the top up. She's like, they only oh, look good. She thinks they only look good with the top down, and she's kind of been that way with all mini convertibles. And the yeah. Roadster is the one exception because it looks good. I think with the top up or down. Agreed. But um, yeah, I don't have that same opinion because I think it looks okay with the top up. I, I think this car looks a little bit sleeker with the top up than prior generation convertibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The prior generation convertible tops seem to follow the hard top lines a little bit more. I, I think, think it's a I think it's an optical illusion because of the higher belt line. Oh, uh, you know it might be. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Gabe, looks- this car this car clearly convertible, probably heavier. Did it still yeah. do all the many things? It still handled well. Yeah. It was fun to drive in corners, and it was just a hoot, just a blast to drive in general. The wind yeah. blowing through your ginger so, hair. My, <laughs> uh, yes, it and was. Your, and your stupid so here's shoes. The interesting thing. <laughs> here's the interesting thing about it. It's because it they changed the suspension, so they made this big deal about like how they've re they've redesigned the suspension of the new refresh car to make it more like to 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 make it no less aggressive but to make it more comfortable what they really did is they ditched the adaptive suspension the way it used to be which had um in chad you can speak to this but like you know it had different settings which actually changed the the you know the stiffness of the shocks yep and and so those are gone and so now it's a different system and what what it it feels to me and i haven't driven the cars back to back is it is it's softer. It's not as soft as the previous non-sport, but it's softer than the sport suspension previous, you know, previously. And it has, I, I feel like it's, it's actually not in this. I don't mean this in a bad way. It actually has a little bit more, a little bit more roll to it, a little bit more like sort of like, like uh, pliancy. Is that a word? No. Yeah, it is. It should be if it's not. And so in a way, like it's got a little more roll to it, which I know people are like, What? But it, it actually feels good. I mean, it feels kind of like, an, like a, a classic mini in that sense. It's like it's not like insanely stiff, um, you know, but it's but it grips. You know what it's going to do. It's it's very predictable. And it, and it like has a personality to it that's kind of fun. So it was interesting. Kind of had to wrap my head around it because at first I was like, what is with the suspension? Like even the front to back. You know, with the weight transfer and sort of the way it would, you know, kind of move around under braking, et cetera. But like once you got used to it, it's actually it's kind of nice. Nice, very cool, very cool. So okay. all thumbs up. You'll see the review on Motorfile soon. Pretty soon. Excellent. Excellent. And Excellent. I should I should give people an update also as we uh, segue on here. Is I don't think we talked about this in the last show because it happened since we did the last show. 
my JCW hardtop, my 2019 JCW hardtop with 14,500 miles on it, all of a sudden gave me an alert that my front brakes needed to be replaced. At 14,000. Oh, yeah, we 000, talked about this on Slack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at, yeah, we talked about it. Uh, tissue tissue paper break. Tissue paper break. Yeah, I think the I think yeah. the JCW brake pads are made. And so I started doing a little research <laughs> onto this. And, you know, you just do a Google search on JCW brake pads. And, uh, you know, a video comes up. The first video is a guy who's like, oh, yeah, am I changing them on my wife's car? And he does a video on how to. But he goes, hers went out at 12,000 miles. And all she what? does is drive it around town in Florida somewhere. This guy's yep. doing the video. And so I start looking, and I'm like, yep, these JCW brakes seem to last between, I know somebody as low as 8,000 miles, and who have gotten as much as like sixteen to 18,000 miles, but pretty much no more than 20 uh, on a set of JCW brake pads. And I still don't know why. It, it, it's, they're kind of well, thin. When you look at the pads themselves, they're actually kind of thin. Yes. And don't yeah. you drive everywhere like you're on a track day, Todd, anyway? I well, mean, come on. <laughs> I just do in-town driving. I've never done a track day with my car. Uh, it's probably more. And in-town, you are using the brakes more, you know, stopping good yeah, traffic. you are. So, but still, it's kind of a head-scratcher that at, you know, at 14,000 miles, and my last JCW was the same way, my 2016, I think I replaced those at somewhere around sixteen to 17,000 miles. But back in the show. But anyway, so I got those replaced today. Not too painful. Um, cool. It's not too yeah, hard to to do yourself if you want to. They no, are more of a race race pad, so they are a thinner pad because they've got that massive caliper in yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have those rotors, so they they can't be say if a normal pad was you know thirteen fourteen millimeters thick, your pad is probably eight or nine millimeters thick. Yeah. So it is a thinner pad and it's only going to last, you know, half of the life. And theoretically most people around that 30,000 mile mark. So you're kind of half of that. Yeah. It's, well, I use my brakes. I drive. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say aggressive, but I use my brakes. <laughs> I, I, and people we'll ask me this question. And, and when Gabe, when I, when I, Gabe's like, even in a manual transmission, but I'm like, yeah, when Mini did the uh, rev matching in the manual transmission, and if, unless you shut that off, you're not getting any engine braking because the, the car's rev matching to, you know, when you downshift, yeah, you get a little bit. You get a little bit. Get a little bit. But it's not. Yeah, I still feel like I, 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 I think it's part brakes, part Todd. Yeah. Well, hey, it's not me because everybody in the country, this is happening to, you know, JCW owners. And I'm also saying, I'm also. Well, then they're Todd disciples. They are. I'm going to say it's more like 90 10. 90 10. I want to hear, I want to hear from our listeners. If you've got a JCW and you've replaced your brakes, I want to hear how many miles it's been. And this is an F56 JCW. And the new ones, yeah. Yeah, I don't care what it is because, and Chad, to your point also, these pads have a whole lot more surface area than the old ones. The old ones were kind of crescent shaped. Oh, yeah. And the new yeah. JCW pads are like big rectangle squares that oh, yes. fit in there. So and, then the next question is, you, are you going to replace them with JCW pads or are you going to put on something like some Hawk pads or something like that instead? Oh, dude, this is a lease car that I'm turning in in four months. So I put oh, on okay. whatever. You're going to put back you're gonna nurse maybe, home. Yeah. Maybe turn it in four months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So anyway, yeah, let us know, JCW pads, you know, are they in fact made of Kleenex material? (laughs) Because (laughs) they don't last. But I got to say, they're great brakes. They work like, oh, they're insanely good. And so... It was kind of funny that, uh, you know, we were actually talking to this with a customer today, and 
the fact that the R50 and 52s and 53s were a little bit underbraked, and then they went, you know, totally opposite. Just like everything else with the Mini is like, we need these gigantic brakes, and they keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and they are better, but they're not lasting as long. Well, and if anybody, and I think all all of us here have done track time before, and you drive with as much with the brakes as you do with the accelerator. Like, you handle your car. You're you're kind of trained to do that, and that's kind of me, too. It's like I use my brakes to control the car, basically, as you should, but I... So yeah, so having having had um, having had a JCW Countryman and Clubman in the past two years, both had the sixteen point one inch rotors. I mean, and you know, you you think the the, the F fifty six has got JCW's got big brakes. These things are massive. They're bigger than right. They're bigger than my one M's, my BMW one M's brakes, and they're actually. Wow. I mean, I hate to say it's they're better. Like they have they have. I, I would say just generally speaking, although my that car's got nineteen thousand miles on it, this has got less. Um, they don't have as much feel, but they feel like they have more stopping power. Yeah, wow, um, which is really which is pretty incredible when you better think about than the it. 1M. Yeah, well, the 1M's got the floating caliper design from like you know yeah, the true. the E. I don't even know what it is E90 yeah, brakes. The it, the it's the holy grail. It's the 1M, old. man. <laughs> and a lot it's of people the best thing car, ever. Too. Come on, yeah, but the car's fit. no. The 1M is not is not heavier. It's it's uh, it's actually about 500 pounds lighter. If I remember, uh, but okay. they're also well, man, it's, all, it's, it's holy grail. 13 year old technology too. Uh, ten, regardless, so point point being, it's a it's a great. The brakes are phenomenal on the JCW Columbus and Countryman. I mean, yeah, they are massive. Uh, they're aluminum calipers, by the way, which is really interesting. Really interesting side note: JCW uh, GP actually use the exact same brake design as the Clubman Countryman, which are of course massive, massive like honking brakes. Right, but they made them out of steel. Because they were concerned about, tra- you know, lap after lap and what the heat would do oh, to yeah. aluminum calipers, which is kind of interesting when you think about it. So you're yeah. saying once uh, I get my JCW track Countryman, track. don't track it. <laughs> yeah, don't track it. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> good. We could see what happens. I don't know. Let's try. <laughs> Give me that warranty. Give me that extended warranty. <laughs> you know, that's something I have to do with this car and uh, Kelly keeps bugging me to show she's never actually been in a car when I was driving I instructed her in her 5 Series once Yeah, and she goes, no dude, we gotta take you out we gotta put your car on the track it's like, okay, we'll go do it Yeah, that'll be fun absolutely after I get released, it'll give me an excuse to go blast through these damn run flat tires get them rid of them Ugh. There you go. they're horrible anyway, what? one day one day, someday, maybe where were we? What were we talking about? Yeah, well, it like we lost track. We're done talking about brakes now. I was just, I was just interjecting that because that was a. Uh, oh, we've we've stopped. Notes. We've stopped talking about brakes. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's a good one. I will say, Come on, that was funny. <laughs> Let's put a brake on the brakes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I will. I will mention this one other article. Right there's, 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 by the way, there's a bunch of stuff on on motoring file that everybody should go read. But there's one other article that I thought was worth mentioning. I get this email all the time. Where is the electric countryman? And um, the, the 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 short answer is it's not here yet, but it's coming. It's going to come in the next generation. It's going to be a car that I think is going to be what a lot of people are going to wait for. Um, it's going to be also a car that's probably going to have for the first time a real real range, uh, well over two hundred miles. Could mm. be could be even more than that. I mean, I've I've heard rumors that it's going to be at least two fifty. Mm. So I think that's. I think that's going to be a 
a massive from a from a you know sort of just a kind of electric electrification for the brand. It's going to be kind of a pinnacle for the brand in a lot of ways. So that is coming. Read that on Monterey File. Um, yep. I'll link it up in the show notes. Yeah, details. Plus, yeah, should, bonus. Make sure you're following Motoring File on all the socials anyway. Come on. Gabe posts the best pictures. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Bonus, um, there's also going to be a mild hybrid as well as potentially a plug-in hybrid and a larger crossover for those who need just big, big minis. Right. <laughs> I well, I will say that it's not even on say the electric version of everything – uh, everybody wants to, I've heard it. They, they want to go electric. They want to do more things, but they need the range and they need more than 200. So, and a lot yeah. more because there's a well, lot of so- other cars that can do upwards of 400. So many, i.e. in the countryman range, they need to really make that range much, much more. So here, here's the here's the problem. There's a couple. There's 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 a, a a couple things there. I think for one, you pay for batteries. So as much as Tesla wants to talk about the Model Three being the thirty thousand dollar car, it's not. You can't put an option on even under fifty. I think the the other thing is, um, you know, there is uh, the way this works, and this is good. This is shocking, actually. But the way the EPA actually. Um, quantifies the 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 data on miles actually comes from the manufacturers so the manufacturers do their own tests and then give the epa the data and they say like okay that's that sounds good to us tesla is insanely like they they have all their systems in their cars and jacked up to 11 essentially and if so like everything they have is jacked up as far as it'll go to sort of create as much range as possible Good, bad, you can talk about that forever, but you know they are not conservative with that stuff. And maybe it's because they have better design, but they are not conservative. Whereas Porsche and BMW and other European manufacturers are exceedingly conservative. I mean, just think about how much money they've had to pay from a, from Dieselgate over the past five years. You think yeah. those car companies are going to like you know take any kind of liberty with any kind of milestone? What's interesting is you look at the like the the Taycan, the Porsche Taycan. People are getting well over 300 miles out of that car. Easy. Porsche only rates it at just some, some of it is like, no, I'm sorry, almost 400. They rate it under 300. So they're super conservative where Tesla's not at all. They're the opposite. Right. And Mini is, is, falls in that category as well. So I think it's going to be kind of tricky. I mean, to your point, Chad, like, yeah, it gets, it'll get more, but it also, you know, place like Michigan where you're at or a place like Phoenix, like, you need yeah. more miles. You gotta yeah. go places. Well, yeah. whereas I think, you're in New York, Chicago, Boston, and, like, and I think those numbers to. need to come out for people to be like, oh, okay, so they rated at this, but it really is this. I mean, every car manufacturer has done that, you know, since the dawn of you know driving Woodward and doing you know burnouts yeah. is like, oh, that car was only 250 horsepower. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, let's, right, right, right. let's remember yeah. back to what Pat McKenna said in our last show, and if you haven't heard that, go back and, and listen to the interview. It's it's fascinating. He talked about the electric Mini, that um, it was uh, usually a second or third car for most people buying this. And it makes sense because it's got, you know, a a smaller range, but it's quite affordable at that. So that's who it's targeted for. The, The current electric Mini with the 120, 130, whatever the mile range is on it, is not for everybody right now. Mm-mm, that's it, a city car. And yeah, I, it's I a, think 
I think any electric car for somebody that is doing that is not for everybody, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of where we are right now. And so it's kind of fascinating to think about it. Uh, People are like, well, I'm not going to get an electric car. I need more range. I get that. That's not for you. It's okay. Just be patient. Because like Gabe said, they're coming because in a countryman, the platform, you know, will allow for larger batteries, bigger, you know, more space, therefore more range. But then again, hopefully the price and the cost. And I think a lot of car companies are playing that, um, that, that game of hopefully down the line battery technology is going to get a little more affordable so that we don't have to charge sixty seventy thousand dollars for these cars to get 300 yeah. mile range that's the that's kind yeah, of what think, they're playing yeah i think you're right todd and i think the other the other aspect too is i mean it's going to get more affordable for sure technology is going to get better um i mean listen software even with just software you're getting more range sometimes when they when right. they sort of work through things porsche just released an update to the tycon that gives it more range yeah. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting space for us to to think through. And I mean, I for one, as much as I love manual transmissions, as much as I love supercharger wines and fast cars that sound fast, I mean, I'm a totally I, I'm a convert when it comes to electric cars. I love them. I think they're amazing. Now, you know, am I going to have a fleet of electric cars? Only no. I, I'm going to definitely have some petrol cars in there. But I think that they serve a purpose now, and they're going to serve more purpose in the years ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, interesting side note on electric vehicles. I can actually sell you a Tesla exhaust from Miltech that sounds like a muscle car. <laughs> <laughs> Does it, is it just a stereo? Is it just like, you know, some speakers? Yeah, it's, just and a, a, it's just a, it's a, it's a gigantic a, speaker that's on the bottom of the car and it is stupid expensive well and i saw somebody on i i saw a uh, a youtube video about that about how to make your tesla sound like a a supercar and it's just in the in the dash you know the little the little you know ipad yep. that's in the dash there they fire yep. it up and it's like okay that works if, if you're yeah. into that, I, such things there's some good like the tycan um the port, i keep on talking about that but that thing sounds amazing it yeah. sounds like a Something from Star Wars. Yeah. Awesome. And I mean, I know it's just speakers, but like it just sounds cool. Well, speaking yeah, of what sounds cool is the e-tron is similar. It's a different sound, but it's also equally like pretty impressive. It almost sounds like a V8. Well, I'll say this and then we can wrap the show that the cool sound is in the mini E, the mini SE. When you start it up, it gives you yeah. this sound. And I describe it as the opening uh, sound of the song of, of the Rush song, Tom Sawyer. <laughs> it's a it's right you know just go listen to that song and you'll know oh what the mini god. sounds like oh my god you cracked it Dude, that's so that's funny really spot on it is it's is I'm, and so i think i need to do like a side by side i need to it's like the dolby sound too yeah you need to side by side and post it on your instagram stories or something so yeah. we can all see yeah that'd be hilarious yeah, funny, funny stuff. Oh, wow. Oh, well. Good deal. On that note. Uh, on that note, I want to remind you guys really quick. I want you to go over motoringbadges.com, motoringstripes.com. You pick dealer's choice, really. Go to either one of them to go to the same spot. Motoringbadges.com. You need stripes for your car? Go get stripes for your car. Todd's going to hook you up. You need decals? You need magnets? You need whatever for your car? Go over to motoringstripes.com. Todd's going to hook you up. Get over there, and you can also get... The rally badges, the, the you know the flag and your Instagram handle or your last name or you and your wife, whatever you want to do, your boyfriend, doesn't matter. It's cool stuff. Makes your mini way less boring. Very cool stuff. Go over there, check all that stuff out. Make sure 
and I've talked about this like last three shows, and I want to remind you guys, go to the new products page. And if you uh, you are car owners, on the front of your car, on the back of your car, you get mini Cooper emblems. The logos, you can't read them anymore. They faded out, right? Come, they're gone. Tom's going to sell you a replacement little decal put on that. And it's going to make it look brand new again. And right now, I sell them for 6 bucks, $6. And it's like, oh, look, my car's a mini again. Hooray. Go get this done. Six bucks. And then if you want your, you know, air conditioning to work, white your freight, so if the leak kit is always available, shoot out a message, send them hundred bucks, he'll gonna send you one. It's there, it's, it's online now. It's you can it's, on, it's online. It's it already is. here. You can order it and it's a snap to install and actually make sure air conditioning work if you are west of the Rockies. Trust me on that one. It is the best mod you can do if you don't like the sunroof on your car, but you have one anyway. <clears throat> Go check it out. Motoring badges motoringstripes.com. Like I said, you pick. Because you know, blank is boring. Um, and other than that, we are done. I want to thank everybody for all the extra feedback that you provided. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, yeah, we'll do a gen show. Sure. Heck, we're in. Why not? It'd be great. Um, see how drunk we can get in making a podcast. Woohoo! Good times. <laughs> and I'm, I would like to do something else. We haven't done this one in a very long time. So I put together a survey. Uh, it's an anonymous survey. I don't want to know who you are. I don't want your email address, and I don't want your name. I just want to know. Some answers to some questions, and there's a link to that in the in your app. The link will actually work, uh, and it'll be on the show notes as well. Uh, and that's whiteroofradio.com forward slash survey. If you could take a, maybe five, ten minutes to take that for us, we'd really appreciate it. And there's even a spot there for just like feedback. If you want to type out a paragraph of notes or whatever, just like you guys suck, I hate the show, you should have died a long time ago, or, you know, <laughs> we'd like to hear more voices, whatever happened to Zeke, and, you know, that kind of stuff, I don't care. Put it all in there. It's all 100% anonymous. Google will tell you. It's, it's using a Google form. So, I mean, it's as anonymous as you can be with Google. But that information is not passed on to me. Like on the back, on the sly, like if I pass them five bucks, they go, oh, yeah, here's Chad. That's Chad's. That's Todd's. That's Gabe's. You know, they don't tell me who filled them out. Right? I don't even get your IP address. It's awesome. So, please, whiteyourfraid.com forward slash survey. I would greatly appreciate it. Otherwise, I'm done. Does anybody have anything else? Uh, no, sir. Thank you. Sweet. Excellent. Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Your time, as always. And, of course, to the fine and good-looking, the best-looking podcast listening audience in Warriors Radio. Still listening in from around the planet. For those of you who are curious, yeah, we're still – you guys are still everywhere. I'll show you. Yeah. I'm sending stickers to Australia. I think I mentioned that. Uh, UK, of course. Canada, of course. Russia, China. Yeah, sure. Chile? You got it. We're everywhere. Warriors Radio is world famous. Like I always say, I'm looking at the stats right now. It's crazy. You guys are insane. It's really awesome. Thanks so much. Anyway, this is the part of the show where we go and shut things down. And I like to make the funny clicking sound. And then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us, feedback at whiteroofradio.com. But until next time, gang, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. Cheers. Cheers.